Welcome to Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. Let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome back to Your Pursuit of Happiness. I'm Laura. I'm Paul. Today we're delighted to have Neve from The Pudding join us. You're very welcome, Neve. Thanks so much for coming in. Hi guys, thanks for having me in today. Neve, do you mind if I kick it off, if you tell us a little bit about yourself and the pudding? Sure, so um, I unusually started out life as an accountant, so I trained with PwC, which is a little bit unusual perhaps for working in this sector, mm-hmm. and I spent, after qualifying, I actually moved into their sales and marketing team, so I suppose got a fantastic grounding in business, and then got, got into, I suppose, the marketing side. I was never super passionate about accounting, so it was lovely to be able to actually transition into a different role, like within PwC, which is great. Then I moved, I suppose, after 10 years then to CPL, so CPL Recruitment, and that was great. I've never heard of them. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so that was great look you know it was really good because it introduced me to the world of like recruiting effectively mm. employer brand recruitment models it was just a totally different i suppose yeah. um side of business for me to see so it was mm. really yeah. really good and then two years ago i joined the pudding then um which was like fantastic in terms of enabling me to bring it all together if you like um, and I head up the brand strategy side of the business and um, so we are delivering brand strategy to um, a really exciting portfolio of clients that we're fortunate to have so the pudding then is like um, a branding company we call mm. it which is a mix between a design studio as you probably know it and then also more the advisory side so mm. the management consulting side and we work with brands in two areas, really. Um, to simplify, so we work with them on the corporate brand side. So that's where, for example, they might be expanding internationally. They want to um, reposition their brand to a different um, segment of customers. And we would work with them across all elements of that, from how the look and feel of it to their messaging, and then how they actually bring it to life, which is great. The other, other side of the business then is obviously the employer brand side. Um, and that's where uh, we effectively get to work with um, on the people side with mm. brands as they look to attract and re- retain them effectively um, so yeah so that's what we do and um, in terms of employer branding and yeah. you very kindly did an article for us on our recent retention guide and um, what exactly is an employer brand and why should companies care about it yeah I might start with the context first because I think mm. the context is always, um, you know, makes things even more relevant and applicable. Yeah. So like, as you guys well know, we're like as close to full employment as we could get from yeah. an economy perspective. Um, really interesting in that I suppose the number one challenge facing CEOs in Ireland, um, you know, is actually talent and like over yeah. 80% of them, 84% of them see it as actually inhibiting their growth, which mm. is, um, you know, it's really worrying if you like, if you're sitting in the top chair and just over a third of them effectively then see it as actually like missing targets when it comes to business so I suppose that for me is the the business side of it coming to bear in terms of if you can't get people you can't actually and it will inhibit your growth Mm -hmm. and it will prevent you from you know successfully growing your business certainly as fast as you want to and so I think that's really interesting out just a few days ago as well was I don't know possibly you guys saw it and the Dear HRM report. So we're looking 
about 14,000 euros mm-hmm. in terms of their qualifying mm-hmm. the cost of and the impact of you losing somebody from your business. Yeah. Um, so again, I suppose for me, the financial side and the impact of it is really key. If you come to what exactly is it, I think there's a lot of misconceptions. Mm-hmm. It's not beanbags, it's not fluffy, <laughs> yeah. it's not your career's website, although <laughs> that is part of it. So I suppose how we, um, the easiest way to explain it is that it's your identity mm-hmm. effectively as an employer, okay? And like, you know, a, a nice way to think about it is really it's the, the deal and maybe deal is too salesy here, but it's the relationship and the experience that mm-hmm. you have as an employee with your employer, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's that has some like functional parts to it. It has some economic, you get paid, for example, and it has like a huge psychological part to it so it's how you identify and how you engaged and how you are engaged effectively with your employer um what's interesting as well as i suppose you know from an employee perspective you know you get developed and you get you know career opportunities from your employer and on the other side of it if you think about that deal again the employer effectively gets your performance it gets you know it gets engagement from you and then i suppose building on that a little bit deeper is it gets commitment from you and loyalty effectively and i suppose that's really the magic part because the main objective for any employer brand is you want to be the employer of choice Mm -hmm. you want it to be super clear how you are exclusive and you're really different from the competitors um, and, and that obviously allows you then to attract talent. Mm-hmm. Um, loads of financial benefits to it. I could be here for the day <laughs> in terms of allowing you to hire faster, get better quality candidates. And I speak, again, I suppose that the more dramatic stats always like, you know, make people sit up, I think, but like over 50% just won't consider your brand if you have a bad or a poor or not an attractive employer brand, irrespective of salary. So I think that's so relevant in terms of the context we're actually looking at. Yeah, we see it all the time and um, like on the salary side <clears throat> realistically there's not a huge amount of differentiation be- between different places mm. like yeah. people generally can expect to earn their worth in a market like this in particular yeah. wow. so it is things like brand yes. uh, and how that's communicated and everything else and yeah. it, it's like uh, you know a, a bad review for a restaurant on TripAdvisor mm. or something that's it yeah, yeah a ba- bad experience can really damage yeah so yeah, really interesting. Yeah, and retention is key, particularly in today's economy. So I can see how the brand strategy um, will help attract, but how will it help retain those yeah. good employees? No, great question. I think it's it's actually quite clear. Everyone knows the external side of it. Yeah. You need to communicate, yeah. I suppose, why you're different. Um, you know, you need to build up those core assets, whether it's, you know, online or wherever it is. And then you need to, often we would see as well, you know, different organisations running specific campaigns to attract specific skill sets. So mm. I want to hire 50 developers, then I will run something specific to that in terms of content. If I flip then internal to the organisation, and it really is back to that concept of the relationship with the organisation, yeah. okay? And if you think about it as, as a relationship in your own life, there's two sides to it and it yeah. needs to be fair and you... Um, I'm, I'm in front of a YouTube guys, you know, you always evaluate it and you're always developing it and yeah. it's always evolving, which is, yeah. which is really interesting, I think. So, and that's the case for everyone that you have working in your organization. Yeah. You know, they're always, and you see just under 30% of people, CEOs will try to hire from competitors this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
at any point in time, you know, your existing workforce will be, whether you like it or not, yeah. um, receiving offers from competitor brands. So in terms of thinking about how the brand actually, I suppose, impacts um, retention, it's actually around satisfaction with the role mm -hmm. and also their commitment okay yeah. so of an employee to it okay so when i suppose the values of the organization and the attitude and the work environment are aligned with what the actual employee wants and values that's when you have the magic if you like of of moving towards a place where you're looking at and you're able to actually leverage brand advocates so getting mm. your employees to actually yeah. proactively recommend and go out there they may be out with their friends and a conversation comes up around employers yeah. and you want them to be able to say gosh you have to work at whatever the brand is yeah. Yeah. and that's when you know that that experience and that deal is working really well the more of those you obviously have there's a fantastic <coughs> report um, from Deloitte actually mm. around um, you know what makes an irresistible employee experience and I think so many of those elements are wrapped up mm. with if you like the employer brand you know employees want to hear about what yeah. the brand is you know yeah. what do we stand for loads and loads of research around purpose and alignment of values um, values not the fluffy ones so you know as we know yeah. more and more brands are linking them to performance they want them to be really tangible otherwise they may just be on the wall because they're yeah. not actually real values mm. in terms of how people actually behave and what gets rewarded in organization as well so I think working across, if you like, that you know that experience and working on it yeah. and continuing to develop it effectively will impact satisfaction of the employee and drive their commitment and loyalty. Yeah. And that's where you see it kicking in then to retention. Does and that make sense? Keywords and phrases on the wall don't cut it. Yeah. No. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, a really nice example of this is probably Netflix right. um, and their culture, they have a culture book which is well worth looking at, it's okay. culture deck actually and you'll find it on SlideShare, but they talk a lot about um, stars okay, and having stars. Um, what's really interesting about them from an employer brand perspective is they, they tell you what they don't want, mm. okay? okay, so they only want high performance and they proactively say that's not for everyone. You know, so you're automatically getting candidates yeah. to self-select, you yeah. know, that is for me. Yeah. I do want to work in an environment like this. And they talk about their values in a really interesting way around they're the expected behaviours that people get rewarded on and that they want to see from their colleagues every yeah. day. So it's kind of openness and transparency. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Authenticity. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, yeah, so, God, there's an awful lot I could ask you about there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the, the authenticity side is really interesting for me yeah. and you hear a lot about being uh, an authentic leader and yeah. uh, on, on the coaching side that we talked about earlier when people are coming up, um, authenticity is really, really important mm -hmm. and I know for me as a coach in the other business that I'm authentic and showing up authentically is really important. Yes. How important is authenticity in a brand? Yeah. Um, it's absolutely key, is what I would say to you. If you're, I, I suppose it's like bad marketing, is how I would describe yeah. it. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to portray an employer brand, you know, that isn't authentic, somebody yeah. may join, but they won't stay. Yeah. And that's really it, very simply. You get found out. You get found out pretty quickly, because <laughs> they're like, you said it would be like this, yeah, and yeah. nobody talks to each other here. Yeah. So I think the more authentic it is, you know, the, the better it is, and the mm -hmm. more authentic and, and rounded, yeah. actually, how you communicate about the brand to people 
people before they join. Um, I think looking at the different industry sectors, if I think even financial services, you know, um, it does, I think there's a big opportunity there. It is seen as, you know, more traditional, more yeah. conservative. If you look at, you know, some of the big brands, you know, um, you don't see like a huge level of openness. And what I mean by that is that, you know, giving over what we're seeing probably more generally in other sectors is um, taking down the veil a little bit mm. and allowing not perfect content to actually represent it. A lovely example is Booking.com actually, and they gave their, now obviously, they have a lovely industry, um, and they're all about empowering people to travel effectively, mm. and they're including their employees. So they gave all their staff GoPros and they allowed them to actually, you know, go around with the GoPro on and to they cut that content then and used it to yeah. promote, I suppose, what it's really like every day working for them. Yeah. Mm. Now that, if you just think about that from yeah. a practical perspective, giving all your employees effectively yeah. or your people, that level of, I suppose, um, transparency with yeah. the brand, it is an extreme yeah. version. Mm. But you would love, and I think the big opportunity is to actually make things more real yeah. and create content that's actually not just the stock the lovely stock photography yeah, yeah, yeah. and the you know the insides of the buildings that it's actually more authentic to the roles because at the end of the day here you know we are trying to advertise and promote roles and yeah. jobs so the closer you can get to giving people and candidates a, a, a proper sense of mm. actually what the day's job day-to-day -day job is going to be like and yeah. um, the more effective it's likely to be so I think there's a really exciting opportunity for more financial service brands to do that yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a really interesting one so I met a client yesterday yes. <clears throat> and we were talking about something similar uh, and she was saying that you know we're seen as very traditional and stuffy yes. and want to change it but I think a lot of financial services brands kind of feel you know we need to stick a beanbag in the corner yes. and two pool tables and blah 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 but at the same time like Netflix is authentic about looking for high performers yes if you are suited and booted and that's what you want to be then that's what yeah. you should be yeah. it's just people looking for that that's it know. and it's okay to say that yeah you know we did own some it. yeah like own it and I, I didn't pay for that fall in advance we did an interesting um, piece of work with Smith's Toys recently mm. and it was all about ownership and responsibility so they um, ran a campaign around you own it yeah. and it was interesting in terms of working with the guys and because you know it's like there's almost a can we say that and absolutely you can yeah. say that you know that you want people who are who really take ownership they're really into accountability and and there is a certain type of person that wants that yeah. but equally there's a certain type of person that doesn't want it yeah. i think it's so interesting that amazon um just overtook in march of this year google as the number one employer in the us yeah. and if you think about i suppose what we traditionally associate with the bean bags and the you know mm. the rock climbing walls and the interiors <laughs> and if you think about amazon have come out and said you know we just believe in basic desks and what we're hugely customer centric and they have different values and yeah. um, they have a different focus in terms of that aesthetic so i think it's really interesting that you're seeing that change yeah. and you're seeing people effectively seeing mm -hmm. through it to get to cut to yeah, the, yeah. the chase in terms of what the rules and the atmosphere in the culture is actually like yeah and i think um you talked about self-selection yes. <clears throat> and if you can get as much of your brand out there or yes. what it's like to work somewhere then people do self-select yes but i think the importance of that has increased over time so when I started in recruitment, it was, you know, you'd have a, an eighth page ad in the Irish Times on a Thursday or a quarter yes. page if it was an exclusive thing. <laughs> but the value in a recruiter was, I have contacts that you don't. Absolutely, uh, yeah. For both sides. Yes. So for a candidate, I could introduce you to companies and for a client, I, I have a pool of candidates. Yes. The likes of LinkedIn has just changed all of that. 
So yeah. now everyone is a lot busier, there's sponsored applications, etc. etc. Whereas if, if you have more content out there that shows what it's really like to work somewhere, chances are you increase your number of people who are actually engaged in your brand at the very, very start and follow it up through. Yeah, and mm. that's where the savings come from. You're not mm. interviewing people who are not a fit for the role. Yeah. You're more likely you're increasing CDs. effectiveness. Yeah. You're increasing around the yeah. recruitment process. So it's better for everyone. You're yeah. saving time, cost. It's better from a recruiter perspective as well because the candidates are hopefully you know more engaged. They're yeah. further down the line in terms of committing to it. Yeah, exactly. so that's great. I think you've covered it a little bit, but any other examples of where branding worked really well and actually some that didn't? Okay, always the, the interesting side of it. Um, I think, I suppose for me, it's back to what we talked about with authenticity. It's like, you know, every organisation that we walk into is different. Yeah. Mm. They may not think they're different, but they are different. The culture and the environment is different. It's actually, I suppose... Um, brands that are doing probably from an Ireland perspective everyone else here Irish Irish brands so I think um, Bootham do a good job they know who they are and they know who they aren't mm-hmm. um, you know they're very um, you know h- how they are online is how they are when you interact with yeah. them yeah. I think Foxborough did a good job for example they're like quite this is who we are and this is how we work mm-hmm. um, so I think staying true to what's truly different mm-hmm. and is, is really the key of it and brands who do that you know do very successfully you talked about Netflix so knowing and taking the time to actually, you know, properly evaluate, get your brand, okay, look at it vis-a-vis a competitor brand and really stand back to say, like, why are we different? Yeah. You know, this is how we are online. But really, if we look at the entirety of our operations, yeah. why are we different? The entirety yeah. of our culture. And um, brands who don't do it well, I would say just brands who don't do, probably, who just don't have, you mm. already have a brand out there. Yeah. You know, you already, and I think that's the misconception here is that this is something new or I have to spend money on it. Um, I think you already have a brand. You have it by not having a career site. You have it by, you know, like your last door rating. So I think it's probably that's where I would see the the um, probably missed opportunity for brands or the bad. And then I think, you know, th- getting the balance right between creative and business, okay? Because I do think then you have the other extreme where it's like a really creative campaign. And after watching it, it's really, it's really engaging, but I still don't know what the organization does so I think yeah. looking at content and I suppose creating those core assets first and then actually build bringing in I suppose the exciting or the more creative side yeah, of it sure um, I think in terms of employer branding it's something yeah. I would have seen a big rise in interest in pre-recession mm-hmm. and it feels like it's starting to come back a lot uh, yeah. or the pace of it is starting to come back a lot yes so if you're an employer listening to this yeah. and you're starting to think about employer branding Aside from getting in touch with your good selves, of course. What, what should you be doing or thinking about, or what personal place to start? Yeah, I think you know, like you all, if you have a HR budget, it's just mm. about thinking about it differently. So I think you can always do something, okay? Yeah. Even if you don't have a massive budget, there's still steps that you can take on the journey, yeah. okay? There's still, you know, collateral improvements, communication, communicate just for your core collateral. People are going out, they're recruiting experienced hires and graduate hires. Yeah. What exactly are the communication? And you can look at those like basic or, you know, core assets and start to improve them. I think if you're serious about it, I would say the first thing is like engaging it needs to be bottom up and top down so mm. you have to start with those conversations yeah. I, I see a lot of brands going oh we're global and that's a reason that's not a reason how many yeah. brands can say that yeah. you know we're in you know 50 locations you know again how many brands can say that so like we've had some really interesting conversations and challenging conversations I had executive team tables around like now come on you know
know, like, the, and you pull up a competitive site mm-hmm. and they're the same. So I think it's actually mm-hmm. at the discussion around why you're different um, is a really, is a, is a super place to start with yeah. it. After that, then, it's really about, I suppose, you know, um, looking at and bringing it to life mm-hmm. is probably how mm-hmm. I describe it. Because from that then comes, I suppose, what value and what's yeah. the deal, if I go back to yeah. that. And how do you, how are, can we really say that? And how can we show people that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's, if you like, bringing it to life um, through and being as open as possible, like we talked mm-hmm. about before, um, in terms of it, it needs to be absolutely aligned to, we'll say, you know, your overall HR development mm-hmm. plan. You're probably already doing stuff in the organization sure. that actually it would be fantastic for yeah. your employer brand if you communicated yeah, it totally <laughs> i think that's the that's the yeah, yeah, like yeah. we walk into organizations they already have fantastic you know maybe awards recognition awards mm-hmm. that are linked to their values yeah you know so i think sometimes there's this you know it's seen like maybe the perception marketing sometimes as something separate yeah. you know you're already doing a lot of a lot of things potentially initiatives yeah. your wellness mm-hmm. it's about them standing back from it oh, exactly. and making sure the message is getting out mm-hmm. and it's also actually that you're engaging properly with your with your team internally yeah it, like it can be tough when you're stuck in it you don't yes, see it sometimes. you don't see the super work that happens yeah, in yeah, or yeah. and you certainly it might not get internally it certainly doesn't get externally mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of the time and and unfortunately then I come to a career website that has the stock photography while all this like really exciting stuff is yeah. happening internally so we're, we were only talking about this uh the other day the careers website or the landing yes. page where you can't find where to apply for jobs yes. it just baffles me how this works. please i want to work with you yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like lots of examples so no, I think it's a huge opportunity, especially yeah. for fintech financial services, you know, yeah, really, really definitely. like, you know, practical. And I think it's not about, you know, sitting around sure. being courageous. There's loads of practical steps, yeah. I think, that, that organizations can take that actually Absolutely. help them to, you know, get, I think as well, um, you know, communicating it in a way that it makes sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah. often we, we um, would see um, organizations and they're talking about, we need to do something on our employer brand. We need to do something that helps us to get great people on your team yeah. if you're working mm. in the organization. So it's actually about, I think, how you engage people internally to get involved yeah. and yeah. to actually authentically, you know, be a part of representing the organization. Sure. Sure. So I think like internal referrals are probably one of the best such sources a good example. of such a good example but if people aren't engaged some people don't That's want it. to refer people because yeah. people take it really totally. yeah. or if they're asked you know if they're out for, at lunch and they're asked about they're like no actually just you know I wouldn't really recommend it you know yeah. you just don't want to be in that space yeah, so yeah. Um, no really big opportunity I think for for everyone yeah. really interesting conversation and just on the employer brand yes. some things we discussed with uh, Fania from Great Place to yes. Work was about the the transparency piece and mm. the values like if you have real authentic values and mm. we, we covered it off today as yeah. well so it's, it's very very interesting um so how can people get in touch with you or the thing if they're interested in discussing it further well first thing to say is thanks a million for having me on today guys i just really en- enjoyed it and love what you guys are doing in this space i think it's so refreshing um <laughs> to be talking about to retention with with recruiters so um, it's really exciting from that perspective for me i'd love to have a chat you know me with anyone um, <laughs> so you can contact me at neve at thepuddingbrand.com or through our website as well or obviously through you guys if you want to to pick up on any aspect of today brilliant thank you so much and thank you everybody for listening thanks for joining us today on your pursuit of happiness 
the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. For show notes and other goodies, go to www.toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. That's toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and feel free to rate and review the show. We appreciate your support. See you next time.